Hey everybody, John Finn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a group of like-minded people in many different nations who meet in homes, who rotate where possible, who is hosting, and rotate where possible, who is leading, so that all of us, recognizing that we're living, breathing temples of God, can share what Christ in us is doing, what he's showing us, and what our struggles are. And that way, a, a healthy, balanced community and family of God rises up. And when you outgrow a house, because there's a core group of people who have been used to hosting and leading, when you start to outgrow a house by consensus, you multiply out because those relationships naturally fall into to order there. Uh, just They just naturally happen. And, and then you can stay related to one another, maybe getting together for an all-church meeting once a month or once every two or three months or however the however everybody feels led. Anyway, check us out, cwowi.org and our EU website, cwowi.eu. All right, to talking today about the captain of the Army of the Lord in a little more detail, uh, we, we recognize mentally that Jesus pre-existed with the Father. But I want to provide documentation in Scripture today to show you how involved Jesus was, that is, Christ Jesus was, in the Old Testament, in the lives of, of uh, the prophets and, and so many people. And there's many elements to get to, but I want to focus specifically on Isaiah 9-6 that says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Realize that the child born was Jesus. In Bethlehem, the son who was given, that is that it, from heaven, God so loved the world that he gave his son, his son became a human being. It's that element of pre-existence before he was the son given uh, that, that we want to look at today. So it, it revolves around the word of the Lord. And this is uh, something to, to just to understand, but it's, it will change everything of, of your understanding of the Old Testament. Um, Go back to go back to First Samuel chapter three. In First Samuel chapters one through three, it's the story of Samuel. Samuel grows up to be a prophet, but more than that, Samuel is the last judge of Israel. You see, after Moses and then Joshua died, they were in the promised land, but they didn't have leaders, and so they had a series of judges that ruled over the people. Not kings, not a queen, but but judges who ruled over the people. In fact, there is the book of Judges that covers that 300 years of time between the death of Joshua and the time of Samuel. It was about 300 years. You know some of the name of the judges. There was Deborah, the woman Deborah. There was Samson. There was Gideon. There were several others, and uh, those are th three well-known ones. And Samuel was the last one. Now, the boy Samuel grew up in the temple uh, serving the high priest named Eli, and the Lord called out to him. You may remember the story. He called out to him and said, said Samuel, Samuel, and, Eli, and, and young Samuel went into Eli three times saying, yeah, you called me, and finally Eli realized that was the Lord. So 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 10 says, then the Lord came and stood as he had at the other times and called out, Samuel, Samuel. Okay, that's 1 Samuel 3.10. The Lord came and stood as he had at the other times. Now, you go down to verse 21 in that, 
And it says this, And the Lord appeared to Samuel again while he was in Shiloh, and the Lord called himself or revealed himself as the word of the Lord. So this is the first time we see that phrase, the word of the Lord. And it has to do with Samuel, who is in the, a transitory person. He is the last judge of Israel, and he introduces the first king of Israel, King Saul. It, it's it, during his judgeship that the people cry out for a king. They're tired of the judges. It's been 300 years since they've been in the promised land. They've not had a real leader to galvanize everybody consistently. They want to be like other nations. And, Sam, and Samuel introduces King Saul, the first king. So he's the transition, but he also sets the pattern for every prophet uh, to Israel and Judah that would come after him because he's the first prophet of the nation setting up the first king, then he also then sets a precedent as the kings do for the, the line of David, etc. So he's, he sets a precedent. So when the Lord came and stood in 1 Samuel 3.10, as he had at the other times, and then down in verse 21 of 1 Samuel 3.21, it says, and the Lord came and stood, or the Lord came and revealed himself to Samuel as the word of the Lord or by the word of the Lord in Shiloh. So that phrase, word of the Lord, is something we want to look at through the rest of the Old Testament. So there's kings and chronicles and Samuel, first and second Samuel, etc. There are the, the personal, more personal letters, but I want to look at just the prophets. So we start with Isaiah, and I'm just going to start with Isaiah, and I'm going to walk through all the way to Malachi, just taking him in order. And what people don't realize is, as 1 Samuel 3.10 says, the Lord came and stood, as at the other times. And you go down to verse 15 through the second part of that, and it says this. It says, Samuel was afraid to show Eli the vision. Excuse me, Samuel was afraid to tell Eli of the vision. It depends on what translation you use. But it gets down to he was afraid to tell him of the vision. And then it says, and the Lord appeared to him as the word of the Lord. So we see that this association with where you see the word of the Lord mentioned, you'll see it is a vision. It is a visitation from the Lord. And so because Samuel is the last judge and the first prophet of the new kingdom, he sets that precedent. So we have the word of the Lord and we, and, and like it says that, that Samuel, young Samuel was afraid to show Eli the vision. So you can read that in first Samuel chapter three, verses 10 through 21. So we look for this connection again. And what I'm saying to you is the person of the word of the Lord is our Lord Jesus. But I want you show, to show you how through the centuries he appeared to the prophets in Israel. See, we, we get this idea. We get this idea that somebody says, oh, I have a word of the Lord for you, or I've got a word from God for you. And we just think that internally somehow the Lord revealed something or the Lord said something to them. And that we, we are reading this through New Testament eyes and, and New Testament flow of prophecy that's so common among you know, so many Christians. And so we say, oh, the word of the Lord, or the Lord spoke to me this, or I feel led this way, and we take it for granted. But in Samuel's day, when he said the word of the Lord appeared to him, and he was afraid to show Eli the vision, the, the Lord appeared to him as the word of the Lord, you have to realize that's not just saying that they were, you know, their hand was guided by the Holy Spirit somehow, or, you know, they're writing and something, and oh, I feel inspired, and they're writing it down. No, 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 no. The word of the Lord can refer to something like that, like we have in the New Testament. But because it started with Samuel, it actually has to do with the word of the Lord, the person who's called the word of the Lord, appearing to the prophets. For instance, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1, he starts right out, the vision 
of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. The word of the Lord came to me, uh, chapter two and verse one, the word of the Lord came to me and said, you see, when the prophets are saying the word of the Lord came to me, they are following in the same pattern as Samuel, because the Lord revealed to himself as the word of the Lord with Samuel, who was, again, the last judge and the first prophet to the new kingdom. So he was, he set the precedent for all the other prophets to come. And so when they say the, the word of the Lord came to me, they're saying, I had a vision. I had a visitation from the person who is the word of the Lord. Uh, that was Isaiah 1.1. Let me go on. A hundred years later, I love Jeremiah. Jeremiah is perhaps the best example of this. In Jeremiah chapter 1, just go verses 1 through 12, where he talks about how, how he is the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hikla or Hilka or whatever, uh, and the priests of Anathoth, in, you know, in the days of, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came. And we read on down there, and what does the word of the Lord say? Uh, in verse 4, he says, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you were delivered from your mother's womb, I called you as, uh, as a prophet to the nation, set you aside as a prophet for the nations. And you say, wow, that was a powerful word of the Lord. The Lord just spoke to him quietly in prayer. No, no, no. This is a vision. This falls in the same pattern as Samuel and Isaiah. hundred years later, here's Jeremiah. And how do we know that? Because verse 9 says this, Then the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched my lips. And said, I will speak my, you will speak my words that I put to your, to your lips. So you read the rest of that first in Jeremiah chapter one, verses one through 12, you'll understand he is seeing the person of the word of the Lord. When he says the word of the Lord came to me, we know it is a vision and visitation because he says the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched my lips. He's not just, oh, I'm private, you know, privately as some quiet little word here and God spoke to me in the dark. And no, no, no. This is a vision of Christ, the one who would become the baby Jesus, the, 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 the person, the son who had to be given. So I, I love that in there. But Ezekiel, let's go on. Ezekiel, I'm just going chronological order. Ezekiel 1 1, the visions of God. And at the end of what, uh, chapter two, uh, chapter three, it says at the, in chapter three and verse one, I think it is at the end of a seven day fast, the word of the Lord came to me saying, uh, you go to Hosea one, one, the word of the Lord came to Hosea. And in verse two, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea and the Lord said, Joel one, one, the word of the Lord who came to me. Amos 1.1, the words of Amos, who was among the herdsmen of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel. The word of the Lord, which he saw concerning Israel. See, the, the, the vision, of when the person of the word of the Lord shows up, they see him. So down through the centuries, that's Amos 1.1. Obadiah 1.1, the vision of Obadiah, thus says the Lord. Jonah 1.1, so we have this idea that Jonah was just internally spoken to. That's not it at all. The Lord came and appeared to him, Jonah 1.1. Uh, do, 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 do. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, verse three. But Jonah caused one. But Jonah f was f decided to flee from the presence of the Lord. So there in jo Jonah one one through verse three, where it says the word of the Lord came to Jonah, and Jonah fled to Tarshish to get away from the presence of the Lord. So there, it's very clearly this is not just simply a a word that's spoken to him in the dark sometime. Um, I, I, Micah, um, oh, in, in Jonah chapter three, verse one, the word of the Lord comes to him again. Micah one, one, the word of the Lord, which came to Micah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. 
uh, Nahum 1-1, the burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum. Habakkuk 1-1, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. Zephaniah 1-1, the word of the Lord who came to Zephaniah. Haggai 1-1, the word of the Lord that came to Haggai. Zechariah 1-1, the word of the Lord which came to Zechariah saying, da, 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 and Zechariah is all about the angel that visits him and then the Lord who visits him. Malachi 1-1, the burden of the Lord, of the word of the Lord to Israel. And see, we go through all of this and we think the word of the Lord, we, we, it's so casual to us. And if you, if you will get rid of that casualness and, and realize who the word of the Lord is, it is why in John chapter one, it starts out in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And then he goes down in verse 14 and he says, this amazing thing had to be an amazing thing to him. The, and the word became flesh and lived among us. The word of the Lord who had appeared to Jeremiah and put forth his hand and touched his lips. The word of the Lord who a hundred years earlier than Jeremiah had shown vi- Isaiah the vision and so many prophecies about himself, about Messiah. Uh, you know, all the prophets down through the centuries, the word of the Lord came, the word of the Lord came, the vision which I saw, the word of the Lord came. I saw this, I saw that, the word of the Lord. The apostle John finally expresses his amazement and says that word of God became flesh and lived among us and we beheld his glory. What an amazing thing, an amazing thing. This is the same thing we get. This is this is the laziness theologically we get when we read, I'm throwing, kind of throwing this in, Hebrews chapter four and verse 12. You know, everybody repeats that. The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and critiques the, the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And everybody says, see, the word of God, you need to be in there chapter and verse every day. No, put it back in the context. The word of God is sharper and living uh, alive and, and sharper than any two-edged sword. What does verse 13 say? And all things are open and naked before him with whom we have to do. Even in Hebrews 4.12, he's talking about the person of the word of God. And yet we have this churchianity mentality that he's talking about a, a written chapter and verse that, that comes to you privately in the night or the Holy Spirit guides a hand to write. No, no, no. The word of the Lord began appearing as the word of the Lord to the young Samuel, the first of the prophets of the of Israel and Judah, and all to the prophets all the way down through the centuries, the word of the Lord would show them things, would visit them, would come to them. In Jeremiah's case, stretch forth his hand and put it to his mouth. And finally, the Apostle John has the amazing revelation, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. An amazing thing. Hope this has been a blessing to you. CWOWI.org.